August 16, I'm your host Chimp, and to my right, the man with the master plan. Hey there, how you doing? What's up Marcus? Doing alright. How we doing today? Doing good, doing good. What are we talking about? Well, why do I even need to ask that question? <laughs> I think you know what we're talking about. We're talking I mean, about... you heard it at the beginning, right? The guy strike. said it at the beginning. MC Infinite. MC Infinite. Yeah, that was MC Infinite. Yes. From up north in Canada, Canada, as they say. Yes, he, Capcom prefers to hire voice actors from Canada. Yeah, we learned that today because yes. apparently they're cheaper, no unions in Canada. Well, at least at that time. I'm sure there's unions um, now. Yeah, I'm pretty <laughs> sure there were unions, but um, maybe the there actors. were more like laxed laws in Canada or some form of something like that maybe allows freelancers to just directly speak to the employer that's my guess but that's what we're mainly talking about street fighter music on a new series that we have yeah stage music stage music so we're both fans of fighting games and we're both fans of music so let's do episodes on fighting game music yeah (laughs) and more specifically let's keep it into a direct um, narrative or a direct niche. We're well, yeah. going to only cover, obviously, the stage music of fighting games. Okay. Okay. I got you. I got you. Yeah, absolutely. And today we're going to start off with uh, a favorite of the arcades in 1999, 2000, and subsequently on the consoles, Street Fighter Three Third Strike. Third Strike. Yes. Just a quick rundown on what is Street Fighter. But first, I want to remind everybody, you can find us at audioghost.miami. Oh, yes, our website. audioghost.miami. And we have all of our episodes there uploaded. You just click on the play button and you get to hear our beautiful dulcet tones, our voices streaming straight into your ears. And if you prefer to use a podcast app, well, just to look up um, Minor Details Miami and you'll find us. You'll see the little ghost. Uh, if you don't have a podcast app, I recommend going to newpodcastapps.com. There's so many good podcast apps out there. I personally use Curiocaster, Fountain. There's a lot of them out there, but there's different ways to listen to us. Please check us out. Check it out. Give us a shout. Shoot us an email, chimp at audioghost.miami. Say what's up. Give us some feedback. Let us know what we should work on. But on that note, let's get into some music. So what are we listening today, Marcus? So again, today we're listening to Third Strike. Now, just to clarify, Third Strike is a series in the the Strike series. Obviously, it's the third one, but the two other ones were not as popular as the third one. The third one had a returning game developer. I don't know exactly who it was, but they did bring someone back from the original team. They weren't all called Strike, though. The second one was Second Impact. Second impact. Okay, impact, so yeah. and the first one I think was just Street Fighter Three. So I guess yeah, just like Street Fighter Two and Three. But they're all Third three, Strike. They're all Street Fighter Three. The first one was was New Generation because they had a lot of new characters. Yeah, because Street Fighter Two was so popular that you know like they rehashed that same one for again and again and again and again. By the way, I just want to point out that's very uh, that's a big initiative on a company to 
make a whole new cast of characters for a new Street Fighter games. Because, um, I mean, of course, you're going to have your staples, your Ryus, your Chung Lees, the Kens. Um, but it's refreshing to have like new casting characters bring into a fighting game series compared to something like... Um, I'm just throwing it out there. I don't know for sure, like Mortal Kombat. And like, they only like uh, they only added a couple new characters in the second one. But yeah, continue. And I think they definitely needed to come out with something fresh because you know um, you had a lot of competition. You had King of Fighters. You had Mortal Kombat. You had um, this is um, by now uh, um, in the late '90s. You had a lot of console games. You had stuff like Tekken. Yes. Uh, Virtual Fighter. A lot of competition. Yeah. And that was kind of like a golden age for fighting games. Hell yeah. That's Soul when Calibur um, came out. Yeah, that's when fighting games were still like a big, like mainstream popular thing in gaming at the time. I wouldn't say so much nowadays. It, there is like a comeback coming back. There is somewhat of a comeback, but it's not as popular as it used to be. Now, they did try out um, doing some 3D, like, like, like other fighters. They did... Um, street fighter ex oh yeah which was an early shot at at um 3d polygonal fighting games and it was kind of a miss <laughs> it was so it, yeah I, I guess for some people it's a the first one was definitely a miss if i yeah. remember but the second one kind of tightened up some of the controls but still ugly as fuck <laughs> they're not working in their best capacity yeah, so like for, for for the Alpha Series, Alpha 2, Alpha 3, they had beautiful 2D backgrounds. So they were great games. They went into the 3D world. They did a, a lot of different like crossover games. But then they came back to Street Fighter 3 with a 2D feel, but like you had these gorgeous backgrounds that kind of felt 3D. You know, it was. They had like animations in the background. It, the whole yeah. world fell alive. And um, that was kind of the point. But the most important thing was the music. Yes, the music. Especially for Third Strike, because the music in this fighting game is, I believe, kind of still underrated. I mean, it's still popular for a lot of people, but it's not in this like Third Strike within itself, I feel, is a very niche Street Fighter game. Absolutely. So I I believe it doesn't get as much recognition as it should get. Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think uh, uh, amongst uh, the fans, Street Fighter Three was definitely maybe now, yeah. Uh, yeah. People, people are more into like Street Fighter Five. Yeah, but... the newer Street Fighters and like the new Tekken and stuff, and um, and the Guilty Gear, Guilty Gear's been oh, yeah. making. This is why I'm saying there's kind of like a comeback now. They're making hitters with that games and. Even the Mortal Kombat, the recent Mortal Kombat game is also a really good, really good uh, 2D style fighting. Yeah, no, for sure. For sure. So, Things have gotten a lot flashier, but um, they're still great games. The sure. mu- but the music, I mean, the music's still good in the newer games, but nothing as iconic as Third Strike music. So what made it so iconic? I believe what made it iconic is that they were trying to reflect the time that they were in, which was hip hop. And the uh, main composer, uh, uh, Okugawa. Hideki Okugawa, yeah. He is a a contemporary jazz uh, musician or um, professor or some kind. Yeah, Gotcha. He he, he was into jazz, but like modern jazz. Yeah, exactly. The 90s, um, Roy Hargrove, absolutely. Not saying he probably didn't listen to a lot of 
a lot a lot of uh classic uh funk music and stuff like that like Cypress Hill Gang James oh, I'm Brown I'm sure he did yeah I'm sure he did cuz making this game he probably or making the composing the music for this game he probably had a lot of fun doing this although it was very different from what he's used to that's what's important is that he did something different and he kind of I felt challenged himself to make a new product to me, the soundtrack definitely had a jazzy feel. It had a funky feel. Um, it had a hip hop feel, and it had a deep drum and bass feel. A lot of the, um, the 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 drum tracks were very drum and bass influenced, like like the Amen break or, or or different like break beats that were used a lot in that time, but like sped up like crazy, especially in a Kuma stage. Yeah, just m- coming in quick, but still with some of those ancient not ancient elements, but uh, traditional elements as we'll hear later, like the flute and everything like that. I will also point out later that he really tries different chops and I'll explain later when we get to Remy song, but he really, he really diverses himself in this. So let's get into some music. What are we listening to first? Um, since I mentioned it, let's go right into Remy. Right into Remy. All right. I want to pull up a stage. We have the animated um, <laughs> stages here and I want to make sure we're staring at it as we're playing it. Yeah. I'll put on Remy stage. We will have a Twitch account soon. Oh, yes. Tell so us about if you that. like to see uh, Chimp or myself play some games, maybe cover some fighting games while we speak about the music, live stream, check us out. It would be uh, it would just be under uh, Audio Ghost Miami at twitch.com. So, yeah, check us out there. Awesome. Okay, let's get into Remy stage which was titled The Beep.
All right, that was Remy Stage entitled The Beep by Hideki Okugawa. So, again, this is the age of, um, in 1999, age of a rap, hip hop rap and also uh, raves and dance clubs. Oh, yeah. Essentially. So, <laughs> this is what I get a feel. I get a feel of a party and, um, and a club, a night, like a nightclub type of feel, or specifically a raid. Also, I also get like hints of like Matrix esque feel. Looking at the stage, I see a very steampunk esque style, uh, with the obvious two statues, the the head statues with the top hats. Yeah, the huge skulls with the top hats with the spikes on them, and the eyes for them for the skulls like are kind of cogs, and right right where the mouths are, the the, the fire comes out. Yeah, very steampunk esque, and the music definitely fits the stage. Oh yeah, it, it definitely gives that uh, stage punk. I mean, a stage punk, a steampunk esque <laughs> feel. And again, this is him challenging himself to try a new trends of music. I would assume, but even though this is a new sound, it's still it, it's still set up like a jazz. Uh, well, it theory fits, it or, fits the character. If you look at Remy, he's like this tall, long, lanky guy who fights mostly with his legs. So he's a dancer. Yeah. You know, he, he also throws the the blades. I mean, the uh, the circular blades. The, right, uh, right. Guile. He's essentially Guile. Right. He's, as, a, he, as he plays. He, he's, yeah. he's definitely a charged character. But his his green. What is that like? Um, like uh, aqua colored hair, long hair. Yeah. Um, definitely. Um, juxtaposes with his red pants, like his not bright red pants, like a, almost like a magenta. Like he's a very right. colorful character, but in a dark sense. Like this is definitely someone you'd meet at some French rave. Yeah, yeah. On oh yeah, he's French too. <laughs> yep. So it would make Remy. sense. Uh, Daft Punk, hell yeah. But um, again, the music is set up very contemporary, almost like it's it has like a standard set, and then has the breakdown. And then slowly rebuilds the rebuilds the beat or melody to return back to the main uh, section. You know, I love that breakdown. I don't think I ever listened to it much because you know, like the matches don't last more than a couple of minutes. No, yeah. <laughs> well, if you're really good, only a couple seconds. Right. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was. I love that breakdown and um, definitely using a, a mostly synths, obviously, but like yeah, that spluttering bass of like repeating that same line. Dun 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 dun. Yeah. I like the ambient songs that I mean the ambient sounds he puts in. That's what makes it feel sci-fi or or it fits that steampunk aesthetic. Yeah, he did a, a, a lot of sweeping with, with the filters on the EQ. Yeah. At yeah. one point, it almost sounded like he uh, took a guitar and just uh, palm muted all the strings and just went up or something. Right. Like up the neck. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's Remy's song. And again, I picked this one personally. This isn't, this isn't, by the way, stage music. This is not us picking what our favorites are. Again, the whole point of this channel, Minor Details, to open up the mind to free thinkers in terms of music. So I was picking stuff that I thought would be was challenging to him as a person because of his background and it still did a really good job. And I'm trying to find the unique sounds and Third Strike has a lot of good music. Like let's let's like mince mince words or anything. Like all of the music in Street Fighter is top tier. But 
again, I'm I'm we're looking for the unique sounds. So that's what I was going for for this for Remy. It was certainly unique. Yes. So let's move on to the my second choice. What's your next choice? My second choice will be Gil. Gil's so, uh fighting when when you fight him. Not so, so so tell us a little bit more about Gil. Who's Gil? Oh yeah, so Gil's the main antagonist of the whole series. That's why you're doing you're fighting the arcade mode. You're essentially fighting I don't think it's like a I think it is a world championship, like another world championship tournament. But the point is is they get the strongest fighter to like challenge Gil or something. He's like a cult leader. He has he has control over like a government and a whole church entity. He, basically, just think of Scientology. <laughs> He's a leader of Scientology. Controls ice and fire. Oh and- yeah, he he go do that too and do bullshit fucking moves. Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's like this like like his stage. I mean, it's 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 like a Greek stage if you look at it. Um, you see yeah. these, these giant um dwarf pa- columns. Uh, Pantheons. Yeah, the, the Pantheon. Yeah. But this like this type of column is is very Greek. It's, yeah, uh, very Romanesque Greek. Dork. So he and he, he himself looked like a Greek god, <laughs> you know. Like yeah, he's trying to he's trying to chess. be a god. Yeah, so yeah. he's trying to portray that. And I guess the the sense of him controlling fire and ice is him controlling like the elements, like earth elements or whatever. But I don't want to get too into it. But yeah, I, I imagine he's he is... a very complicated character. He's what um he has a woman uh assistant that like gives him something or tells him something right before you fight. He's got his crew. He's got yeah, his, he's got his, his crew. His cult crew. Anyway, so let's get into some more music. This yeah. So there's be... two different versions of uh Gil's music. Um we could do the beginning one uh before you start uh because he has a section where he speaks to you before you fight him. Resistance is futile. Is that what he says? You will all die. No, I don't know. Okay. (laughs) That's creepy as fuck. Yeah, so I just want to give... Let's just talk about that just for a second. I just want to point out, obviously, since he's like a cult leader, you hear like hymns, like holy hymns, essentially. But it kind of sounds... Metallic. Metallic, but also... um, like there's like not a sense of hope with a lot of uh hymns like holy hymns this kind of sounds uh altered or or uh perverse it sounds manipulated hymns, look at that face he looks which like a, <laughs> it's the character and this is the point yeah and he's talking to you over this like saying he's just basically dissing you i think but it just this this is the small things in in games because this isn't a long section in the game. This is literally used for a little bit, but they put work into it. It still sounds something. You still get a feeling from this beginning, and he's trash talking you or whatever. So it fits the narrative and everything perfectly. So let's get into the stage. This is called so, Psych yes. Out.
Now that's fucking boss music. Yeah, that's really good boss music. Even underrated, uh, again, underrated boss music. Even if I'm frustrated from losing, I'm like, yo. This oh is my god, awesome. frustrating. Like, it's, it's this boss is pretty frustrating. He definitely used a, a guitar for this one. I, I love that. Um, the wow, 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 like a, a yeah, wah, like a wah, wah, wah pedal. Chords. Yeah, yeah. The the the. the for sure, the first part was just like two minor chords, the one and then the four minor, and just um, it adds that sense of suspense with the character because he's mysterious within himself. So I like that and the um, the scratches, the guitar scratches. Oh yeah, yeah, that part. Yeah, that was also I, I adds to it, you know, and. Yeah, and to me, that break beat definitely sounded like the like um the, the the almond break, but he was cutting it up. And please tell me you're listening to this with headphones because, like, it, like he, he he'll have like on the left, and on the right, and the center. Left, oh right. yeah, it was kind of like it was trailing away. It sounded sick. Which would fit fighting the character since he's throwing a bunch of shit at you. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then at one point during the breakdown, he takes the same beat like. The, the beat fades away and then he takes it and to me it sounds like he slowed it the fuck down and like distorted it and like oh yeah same, yeah same drum beat but just slowed down and the, and the tone was brought down and, it, and I'm sure he distorted it as well but, um, uh, put some crunch on it the breakdowns so far have been top tier oh yeah been top tier I don't hear a lot of breakdowns in fighting games top tier yeah you didn't really expect it it's just like you know it's just yeah, but this is again, and this is probably him having fun with this. You oh know? yeah, like, you gotta have. He's be having fun. Just, <laughs> just this sounds like it would be fun to make, but another thing I wanted to point out was the um, the, um, I don't know if it was the guitar bends or just uh bending the string or, or bringing the string down and just bringing it down closer to the string part from the neck down. Uh, it almost sounded like uh horns at one point like substituting or pipes like an organ of some kind but it was a distorted like obviously it's a guitar it's not a organ but it i kind of sense like they were trying to he was trying to get that feel because it's it's not prominent it's in the background and it's almost like a descending uh Mm. thread note gotcha yeah and i feel like that's some form of representation of like some type of holy instrument that be would be used in like a church of some kind like an organ of some kind but again trying to get that boss battle feel you know so he's got to change it up he's got to distort it he's got to add stuff to it and use a guitar or or a a sampling uh whichever the or he used i'm gonna guess for at least for for the wall part that was um that was a guitar yeah or like a a sample guitar but it was definitely a guitar um, and then he had strings throughout the whole thing, like, wing, wing. yeah, like on like a synth the, or something, yeah, yeah, but but playing the main chords while everything else just danced around it. Very it's, cool track, Gills Stage Psych Out by Hideki Okugawa on Street Fighter Three Third Strike. All right, so my last pick will be Chung Lee's level, and I feel like this kind of en- encapsulates like um like what they were trying to go for within the game because this is a returning character but they can't use her old uh stage music from you know street fighter uh one and two i believe she was in both of them right i don't know if she was in the first one but she was definitely a second one second one yeah um so they got to take this character this you know 
returning character and they got to add music to her. So how are they going to do it? They're going to, you know, remix it and figure out new ways to redo it within the hip hop soundtrack of Third Strike. Gotcha. Absolutely. So this is Chung Lee's stage called China Box. That was China Vox Chung Lee stage on Third Strike. Yeah, again, um, I really like the scratch use or the scratch takes that they use in this uh, song. I was a really big fan of scratch. Um, Wait, which part? Oh, just the whole thing. I'm just saying I'm liking that they use scratch, like uh, the DJ scratch. And um, I don't think he did scratch on this part. I'm pretty well. It's like reminiscent of Scratch. Oh, wow. No, 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 okay. no. The ch- 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 
Okay. Uh, that part, like DJ scratching, you know, like I, I, I must have missed it because, like, the main things that, that that stood out to me were the the, the that that bass that it sounded like on like like eight oh eights, just like it would just fade out slowly. That kept playing, and then I noticed the guitar. It was like a distorted guitar when you take the pick and go, and he 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 just kept playing that and left to right, right to left. That's the main thing. I, I totally missed the scratch part. Oh, yeah. The scratch part happened like it was more prominent during the breakdown. Okay. When it was just like, it's the, the scratching noise, you know? Yeah. The, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And um, again, I like scratch. And this is like one of the few uh, stage sa- uh, music that uses scratch as like at least part of the song. But another part I really like about this throughout the main groove not uh it, it it cuts off sometimes is the hold and the release of the synth in the background where it's like dun dun like that whole it's like very bright it's a very bright sound uh almost it's a, definitely a synth on like a like a phaser setting of some kind um but i really like that i i was i really like how they they do the hold and release with that it, meaning that they hit one uh chord and that chord is like a like a minor or something then it switches to a major to get like a feeling of you're holding in like like you're holding in your breath and then you let you release and that's happening in the background and i kind of feel like that that fits with the setting and especially with fighting games you know with with the breathing and stuff like that i don't know why i think that's kind of like a really cool background uh sound to use and to give that feeling well, there's definitely a lot of tension in fighting games because the whole time you're like, you playing footsies trying to like get your range, yeah. <laughs> trying to get within the range of your of your character of your opponent without you know giving up defense. Yeah, and the best thing about uh, Street Fighter Third Strike music is that yes, it is a competitive game, right? But the music is like it's prominent to notice, but it's not too distracting. So when you need to concentrate. Right. Her stage is really cool. It's like it's um it's obviously in China. Yeah, uh, China theme, like a small village of some kind. Yeah, it looks like a like a, a noodle shop maybe. It's like that, that that looks like a temple right there on the right side. It looks like maybe like a dojo or or a shop or some sort. Yeah. I feel like this is like this kind of seems like a market scene right. in like a like a Chinese village. Right. A rural Chinese village. And I liked I definitely liked her um her reimagined character in third strike it was slightly different from street yeah. fighter 2 oh i also want to say i like the beginning how it starts the wound i love that beginning yeah, it kind of reminds me of some funk songs when they use like a very prominent synth to begin their songs Bidding bad kick yeah she had a good redesign uh in third strike um in uh the street fighter 4 they just they made her like thighs super fucking massive it was crazy <laughs> oh they're look they're bigger than her fucking head look at yeah. her head and look at her thigh <laughs> take that hormone in, in but it's a uh, induced chicken but again it's still a cool redesign it's still using like the classic costume but it's still it looks updated you know yeah for sure for sure she's Modern with that still with that traditional and again feel. another top tier breakdown in this song too. Yes, absolutely. All right, so that was my list. As you can see, I try I try to 
stick to a theme, obviously something different, but I wanted to showcase at the end with Chung Lee's song and how um, Third Strike like representative of like you bringing back an old character and they have to like fit this character within, you know, the new generation fighters of Street Fighter Third Strike, right? So I like how they redid her music. I kind of feel like there might be some elements of her old theme in this one, but not prominent, obviously. I feel like it's like a reminiscent type of thing. But I, I like the stage music. It's re- it sounds really cool. So shall we continue with my song? Put those quarters in. Now it's my turn. All right, so I want to do... Um, we're going to start off with arguably the best song of the whole soundtrack. I mean, everyone has to know the song if you've played Third Strike. This is Jazzy NYC 99, which is also Alex and Ken stage. Here Where the famous Daigo uh, Perry stuff happened, right? It oh, was on yeah. that stage. It was on that stage with Chung yeah, Lee. With Chung Lee. Yeah, Chung Lee against Ken. Against Ken. Here we go.
Yes, very iconic. That is so fucking tight. Ah, oh, so this good. Is, I feel like this is uh, the composer. He's more comfortable with this one, yeah. obviously, because this is like a jazzy funk-esque. I mean, it's in the name, right? Jazzy and uh, New York. But... Jazzy NYC 99. Yeah, so he still has um, the break beat there and everything. But yeah, yeah. And it he still takes... has the hip-hop feel, but I feel like he's... He's more uh, at roots with and this one. And he takes one. those cheesy ass fucking horn samples and makes them sound so tight. Yeah, no, he makes <laughs> he he uses those uh, trumpet sounds yeah. very well. Uh, and and of course, I've, they're they're probably layered for uh, sure. Yeah, probably like two or three samples with like a reverb. With on some, some reverb, of yeah. You, yeah. If you hear listen, to, you can hear the, the reverb very closely. And then today we learned that the drum beat is actually sped up from. From the um, a meter song. Oh uh, yeah, this is pro- yeah, this is probably one of the samples if uh, I remember correctly that they used. They take that little beat, that that drum beat, and just sped it up, and and then we get that. Yeah, song. there's a decent amount of samples in Street Fighter Third Strike within itself. Like, I believe um, Cypress Hill Gang is one of them that was sampled. Uh, most likely some James Brown some James Brown song for or sure. at least one or two cuz you can't have like the 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 uh prime age of hip hop like they would sample from him like all the time oh yeah on the big foot doom, doom, doom. but again uh they still have like a that like a jazzy like solo like you know with the with the with the trumpet or sax uh, synth it sounds really good sounds jazzy you know um i i don't have like too much to say about this track because it's just it is what it is right and then the breakdown you you think is gonna like, you don't know what's gonna happen and then i don't know where the fucking xylophone oh yeah the little xylophone <laughs> part yeah no that's that's also really uh, cool but what i like oh, what i want to say is what i like about this especially third strike i said this i think i said this previously but um the intros are very like reminiscent of old school funk songs where they have like a really cool beginning or intro and then you know they'll do the rest of the song and not go back to that beginning or use it as like a chorus it was just the beginning part right and i like that i like when songs do that because it kind of it leaves that like lasting like uh audio uh neuron in your brain or something it leaves right. like it's imprinting because like, as soon as you hear that beginning you know what's fucking playing you know and it's before the actual melody kicks in or the singing or anything i think that's basically like where breaks came from like like djs would just find those um those parts and just like play them over over again because then you could mc over that and everything yeah you didn't have the singing you don't have the this and that it was just like like the rhythm and just was it was it this was is kind of hard this is kind of off topic i just want to say i really like um i think i don't remember the rap group it's an old rap group but they sample the beginning to knee deep by funkadelic like that beginning part and they just use that and rap over it and it's so good yeah yeah i love love that that's what it is. So looking at the stage, it's, I mean, you know, iconic New York at the subway station. Yeah, yeah. You see uh, a couple of tagged up 
uh, subways just sitting there. Alex, Ken, I love NY. Well, the big <laughs> problem is, is that this, uh, I mean, it, it, it is reminiscent of New York, obviously, when you have all the New York stuff. But the main thing is this is clean. Oh yeah, New York is very dirty. <laughs> well, I mean, there's uh, if you yeah, look there's at the a floor, soda can right there. There's you know the floor spilled dirty. There's a bunch of soda cans vibrating. Yeah, yeah it's grimy, but it's a fucking video game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, they're, they 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 gotta they're make just it look nice. Bums. You know? Oh look, look, um, being... phone booths. <laughs> yeah, phone fucking phone booths. There's a relic. But I do like the tagged up. Um, what do you call it? Subway car that's there. Yeah. That is like very reminiscent of like eighties, nineties uh, New York. Yeah, absolutely. Like, like during the height of like gang activities, and they would just like tag up the inside and outside of a subway car. Um, but the art on this does look cool, like the graffiti art. So once again, that was uh, Jazzy NYC 99 by Hideki Okugawa, Third Strike Street Fighter. So next, um, I got to play this song. This is Ibuki Stage Twilight. And Ibuki is one of the newer characters. Um, I think she was in, in Second Impact on, on, on one before, but... Yeah, I mean, she's a returning character. She, I believe she's in um, four... Oh yeah! Oh, they she's for sure four. bring her back. Yeah, they she's brought her back. From- she's a schoolgirl by day, fucking ninja by um, night. Yeah, or midday. and this is uh, the thing. I uh, very quickly now that you brought that up, what we said at the beginning. I really respect how they keep doing a fresh and new cast just to see who will stick and who won't stick. Right, because then that shows that fans are really interested in the character. And I really like that type of experiment on to see what the fan base accepts and what they don't accept. You know, just shoot out a brand new cast and see who sticks. To me, Ibuki was kind of like a cami, but a little bit more, I don't know, because like Vega and cami mix. Because she had like these leg moves like that that cami would do, but she also would jump in the air and like jump at you. Like yeah, a fucking- she's... She reminds me, yeah, you're right, Cammy. She's like a mixture of Cammy, Vega, and Akuma. Mm-hmm. Because she could do like the jumping shuriken throw. Yeah, she was weak, but she was very versatile. And she had a uh, grab moves, like uh, the technical oh, grab yeah. moves. And um, I re- the thing I remember about her is that all her like frames or her hitboxes were really small. Like you had to be right up to the character to do these moves she had a small frame yeah and and when you and sometimes when i would do it i would i did like the thing is i wouldn't know until i fucked up if i did it wrong right because <laughs> you would either see her grab the character and do the move or like she like me, like you're not close enough and she just like just misses yeah <laughs> just misses or she like punches because you input it wrong right yeah and she was a fun character, but she was definitely a character not a new person should play. No, like she she's like a, more the advanced character. She was not your Ryu. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. So let's go into what's her name? Obuki Stage Twilight.
Yeah, Buki stage, Twilight. So not a lot, whole lot going on with that track. Um, it's not very busy. Um, it almost seems kind of uh, like simple in a sense, but the important thing is it's doing everything right. It's being reserved, but it's excelling at the groove essentially. Like yeah, it's no, hitting all the right. right notes. It's hitting the right feels. Um, just I just want to point out the stage. It seems like it's a mountainous area in Japan, and it it, it it's the it's um uh sun uh sundown or um sunset yeah yeah sunset, but uh it kind of looks like a fall esque season, and it just fits the uh, area very well because when you hear the Japanese flute, especially I don't know about you, but I think about like the mountainous areas of Japan. You know, it kind of makes me think of that and i guess that's because of samurai movies because a lot of samurai movies they'll use like the mountainous areas and have like moments of meditation essentially that's what i get from this like a, a meditation type of thing yeah it's definitely a rural area you see um uh, it looks like rice paddies because if you look closely that's actually water uh, so water. these are actually rice paddies rice uh, paddies yeah mm-hmm. and you have these big huge beautiful trees but then you know you're in this like you know rural area but then you notice that there's this one power line so it's still the modern enough um era where this area has some form of electricity or telephone yeah yeah but it still has that old feel so it's it's really cool and, and it fits Ibuki's character snake. she's um hibiki or ibuki ibuki yeah ibuki yeah uh ibuki, ibuki is from uh, samurai showdown samurai showdown yes um she's like a a traditional japanese anime schoolgirl essentially yeah schoolgirl by day and and ninja, ninja by kan- kanochi <laughs> or kan- whatever they call it um, um kunoichi yeah like female ninja but yeah. um but it just fits the setting you know it fits her character you know it's very i don't i mean it's gonna sound i i don't, I don't want it to come off like as it being offensive any way but it's too late it sounds japanese sounds very wow, like it's fucked up very nice japanese like music you know kind of kind of reminiscent but also with a hip-hop beat. well it's really the flute that does that i feel like it's the whole thing with the with the with the with even with the synth part where it's like doon 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 like getting back to the song gets like, that feeling one thing i noticed this song that has that the other songs don't have is actual like bass lines it's I, oh yeah like you know, like yeah, you had like sputtering basses here and there, like Remy song and stuff, like doom doom. But this one actually doom doom. Yeah, like a doom doom. Yeah, a low ass bass, but there was actually like bass lines. That but was really interesting. I kind of feel that adds to uh, what I said is that it gives like that rural earth feeling, you know, because it's bassy. It's like it's like earth music. <laughs> and to me, the um, the whatever um, flute like instrument that is. To me, that sounded like a howling wolf. Howling wolf. Oh, okay. So you're you're in this mountainous area, you know, um, in the in the countryside, and you hear like, like wolves in the background, or so, or, or some sort of like, creature like that. Oh, oh, yeah. That's that's what I was picturing. I was picturing more, yeah, again, akin to like, almost like a haiku, you know, where they do a haiku and they like show the scenery of like Japanese, like the art, the like the old 1800s art style right like the wood carving right art and like a haiku i don't know why i get that feeling from this song but i like you're it. a racist i'm not racist <laughs> i like it 
we love Japanese culture. I appreciate culture, the obviously. culture. Yes. It's hey not, man, I play Sekiro and I get it. It's not cultural appropriation. <laughs> it's paying homage to the Japanese. There we go. And in fact, most of this podcast gives homage to the Japanese culture. Probably. Yeah. But let's finish up with the last song by. See, this is a hard one. I don't know if I want to go with Akuma stage, with Makoto stage, or give props to Dudley, my favorite character in the game. Gotta just pick one. Gotta pick one. I can't. All right. We'll do. We'll Whichever do is the most interesting, you think? I think they're all interesting. Whichever the one you think is the most interesting. I'd have to hear them. I'll choose Makoto because, you know, she's spunky. Here we go.
right, that was Spunky Makoto Stage and Third Strike by Hideki Okugawa. Yeah, I um, I definitely like the synth part. The you know that keeps the melody going. Yeah, yeah and, that's, um, that's the most interesting part. That's yeah, that's the most dominating part. Um, I also wanted to point out while we were looking at the stage, I feel like this this stage music doesn't really fit the stage. Yeah, you're right. But I feel it fits Makoto as a character. Yeah. Because I, I don't think she's spunky in the sense of like poppy, like, you know, like a bubblegum type of like spunk. No. She's more like angry spunk, <laughs> like challenging. Because uh, if you play her, she yells all her moves. She, um, <laughs> she, I believe she like before you fight, she says something too. She like yells something at the character or whatever. And, yeah. um, and it's still a good track though. Like, I'm not saying. It's bad. I'm saying it just doesn't fit the stage it's in, but the sound is very good. It's still, it's still the hip hop. They're still re, they're reusing that you know uh, the drum uh, line, the drum track, but yeah, still it, keeping it fresh with the with the main synth, keeping the uh, melody and the groove going. I think you're definitely right. It doesn't fit the stage. It fits her. She's. Your typical tomboy would kick your fucking ass. Yeah, yeah, essentially. <laughs> yeah, she's she's a lot of fun to play with because she's very um She has a lot of charge moves, right? No, she doesn't have charge moves. Um, no, in the sense of uh you do like down forward and hold A and then she holds her like punch. That's longer. the only one she does. Yeah. Where where you could do like a short one. Oh no, but her um upper punch, you could charge that one, I'm pretty sure. You could no 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 no. It's um it's um she, she, like her moves you could like do them right away or you could fake them you could hold them and then do them yeah so with her thing it, it goes longer the longer you hold it and then i think the one you the, the one where she goes up you could ex that one and it fucks you up and that, 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 um, that's a good launcher but she's not really yeah. a charge character in that sense she's just very solid so like her moves are just like one direction like you know, just like boom, yeah. Well, it's boom, indicative boom. to karate, exactly, yeah, because it's that's their whole thing. thing. Yeah, you're putting they're... all your weight into one direction. You're trying to take down your opponent in like one or few moves or something. Yeah, she's 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 Makoto was really cool. she's also um kind of she's like on the edge of being technical, but like still you could still use her as like a new player, and you just got to figure out her thing. Yeah, you gotta figure out her range, like her fucking yeah. her um because her heavy her move, heavy kick is fucking <laughs> her heavy kick is crazy. Also, her uh the the heavy punch charge. Oh yeah, like that. If you do like the the light move, it only goes a little bit. Do the medium one, it goes like exactly. You know, not I wouldn't even say it goes medium range. It goes like a little bit farther than short. But the heavy one. That's the one you could like snipe people with, like uh, before it, they even encounter you. Especially when you do it ex. Yeah, yeah, it does up. it really fast. Yeah, but her 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 special um her special move the 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 um where she jumps up and she like grabs you. That's the only thing that does that doesn't really stand in her like her move set. Like, have you ever mm. the, the um the, um aerial the, the, grabble area yeah, grab? Yeah, but it's a but but it's a special. Oh um. I would have to like do yeah, it again. That's the only yeah, one that remember. like stands out. It's really weird, but it's really cool. But it's just it doesn't. It doesn't I like the like one where set. she like grabs you by the collar and like lifts you up, and you could like choke them for a little bit or shake them. <laughs> I don't know if she's choking them or just Powerless. shaking them like so really hard or like, something. Oh my god, I'm gonna die. Yeah, 
Uh, she's really cool. But again, um, the music fits the character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, once again, this one has a little bit more of of a baseline. It's more. Yeah. It's not so much in the low range as, as the other one. It's it, there's like a little bit of like mid bass buzz there. But I, I also noticed like throughout, throughout all these songs, like the break beat is prominent in most of them, and like the, it's it's gonna include you know like your cymbals, your your snare, and your mostly the snare and the and, and the and, bass and the kick kick yeah. So, but that kick is higher than the rest of the bass in the songs. So, like that's that's always like a hard part, like especially for beginner mixers such as myself when I was trying to do this shit. Like trying to mix bass is very hard. Like the lower oh, registers, yeah. you know. So, like so, it this is definitely mixed very well because you have yes. like the deep ass fucking doom doom, but then you still hear the doom doom like the um, the light, the of, light kicks or the, the light break taps. Beat, yeah. Right? Yeah. It's it's it's, it's more midi mids i should say but i was looking as we were listening to that i was um, looking more at hideki okugawa the composer of all these tracks and see what else he did um he did a lot actually he did street fighter uh three second impact street fighter three um street fighter alpha three i should say and he did some other games he did resident evil he did resident evil five yeah resident it's capcom evil. yeah um, Op- Operation Raccoon City. He did uh, one of my favorite Ugh, games. Operation Raccoon City. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's he, disgusting. Oh no, he did audio support for that. So audio support. Okay, good. good. Don't blame him. But he yeah. did compose for five. Which, that is a bad game. Just let you yeah, know, I know that that's trash. It was it wasn't bad by itself, but compared to the rest of the Resident Evil, yeah. Yeah. If they were to call it something <laughs> else, and maybe it might have been like medium right. core, like all right, like okay, this is a game. Yeah, but putting the Resident Evil tag on it just killed it. Especially after four. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, I like four. Four. Well, that's what I'm trying to yeah. say. Yeah, like you give us four, and then you give us five. Like, come on. Yeah. 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 Well, that's the um. Just this is the quick segment. Just a very quick talk, real quick. Uh, four in the uh, Resident Evil community. It's like you really like it, or you re- or you don't like it. Because yeah. four, in my opinion, this is my opinion. It's like the pinnacle of resident evil that was like that was the highest they could have reached and then everything else after it i don't think it could get that like pinnacle of how good that game was you know and that was a big changer in the whole resident evil um game i guess because the they meta started, of resident evil yeah they started focusing more on the action elements and that's why we got five pretty like five is a bad Resident Evil game in my opinion. It's a fun co-op game. That's true. Yeah. Yes. I, I, I played a co-op and I had a lot of fun. It's that's a true. fun co-op game. Like that game playing with a friend, that's like that's where the fun is in that game because it could get wacky and goofy. Um even more so in six. But uh beside that, Resident Evil 5, not so great. F- everything after four is just tumbling down, you know? But because of four, um, how, did, how did you like Re- Revelations? revelations oh i like i really like revelations yeah revelations i feel like went back and i really like revelations 2 2 is where it got like i feel like that's the original direction that they should have gone that does feel more like old resident evil yeah, yeah because my favorite thing is that um you have two characters right there's mm-hmm. there's a way to play it by yourself obviously and that's still fun within itself it's more like a resident evil-esque third person shooter game like four but um what makes it really fun again is the co-op because now you have a person who shoots and a utility character and play the utility character, believe it or not in resident evil, I felt was way more fun than shooting. 
So that's playing uh, Barry's daughter while you're with Claire, and you're the one flashing the flashlight and like using the crowbar, right? That's where I felt the most fun was, and when you play as the little girl uh, with Barry and you're able to see all the zombies and you have to communicate with your friend like, oh, this is where this is coming up or something. That That's what direction they should have gone originally after four. But that's a whole nother story for another time we'll talk about. Yes, yes. Let's not get into Resident Evil. Yes. That's like Star Wars for Marcus. Yes, I could get into it. But so he did, he worked on Resident Evil 5, but he also worked on um, Ace Attorney, Apollo Justice. I'm a big Ace Attorney fan. I'd love to do an episode on that. So it was interesting. Yeah. To, and it has really good music too. So he did Alien versus Predator. Yep. The original Alien one. Wow. Predator, um, Mega Man 2. Well, this is the Power Fighters. Oh, he did the, the, the fighting games for the. Did you ever play those? Nah. Those were really interesting. They were really cool. I wasn't really huge in the Mega Man series. I had friends who were into that. I just never caught that train. And Onimusha 2 and 3. Interesting. Yeah, oh, he, Dead Rising. Wow, I remember that game. Oh, well, yeah, Dead Rising. That Holy shit. He he's a I guess this is the thing with Capcom and I imagine with most Japanese developer developing companies, they have like people they rely on and trust to keep doing you know their their projects essentially oh, so yeah. it's like in-house you know oh wow x-men children of the atom that, that's an old fighting game that's oh. like that's like the beginning of like your marvel versus capcom kind of kind yeah of games. yeah that's um yeah but that one was just uh x-men characters yeah 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 but then from there i went to x-men versus street fighter and yeah talk about top tier fighting game you know We'll probably talk about that game too. Marvel vs. Capcom will cover that in the series eventually. For sure, for sure. And uh, some music there for yeah, sure. Yeah, and just to keep, we'll just have to keep in mind that you know this this uh oh it does he it does say he worked on Marvel versus Capcom too. No, 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 no. He no. Didn't. He okay, didn't. so we'll find out whoever works on that one then. So that about wraps it up. I did want to definitely mention because um, our last episode we did talk about Goldeneye and um perfect dark so the stage for uh, uh yoon and yang what episode was that again that, that was, was for episode previous to this one that was for fps music fps music i believe that was episode 21 yes, or 22 that's the video we're referring to right right so if you guys have been listening chronologically you would have heard that music so that seems appropriate to play Yoon. and if not you could check it out yeah check it out and listen Audio Ghost Out Miami. Yeah, what we what we referenced to this episode. So let's just play a little bit of Yun and Yang stage, Crowded Street. Here we go.
right. That was obviously... I can't believe playing... And I played Third Strike. I played it a lot. We played it a lot. Um, we, we used to play against each other a lot. Um, and I never noticed that that was like a sample of the 007 theme. Golden like now that... Up. Yeah, now that you mention it, or like it's so obvious, right? It's just... The only thing that's missing from the beginning is just that guitar, like doom do 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 do. That's all that's missing. Yeah, like, like legit. And but instead, it's it's what is that? Um, a koto or uh, another? I thought that was instrument? that instrument that you hit. Or is that one? Yeah, there? that you have like two sticks and the strings. I'm not even sure. I should like, know this because I re- because I remember uh, going to Boston, uh, taking the subway. There was a. Uh, older chinese gentleman i asked him too i went up and i said like what is this instrument and stuff uh, it could be the shamisen i don't that's definitely not the shot oh, but, but, but the chinese so it has yeah, to be a yeah. chinese it's instrument. a chinese it's definitely not the only reason why i know it's not a shamisen is because in sekiro there's an a ghost a geisha a geisha ghost who plucks it and i like recognize that because it gives me like not ptsd i don't think so no I want to know. May, I, oh, that's the instrument he played. So I'm I'm wrong. It's it's not that one. That's a Chinese violin. Apparently, it could be the top or that one. The the Chinese lute. No. I think it's one of these. It's, yeah, it's, like it's the board. But thing. I'm but I'm trying to find the one that you mentioned. It's not the. Nah, I think it's. I think that one. might be like an African instrument, maybe. Maybe yeah. I think it's probably the. Um, it's. Guns, yeah, a Chinese zither. The Chinese zither, yeah. Yeah, it it, it definitely sounds like a. If anyone instrument. knows, let us know, please. Yeah, <laughs> please let us know. We sound dumb right now, but yeah. anyway, that was um, we had to play that because, like I said, yeah, <laughs> like the, the whole seven. thing is not that, but like the the beginning with the j- fucking 007 theme playing right in front of your face. I wonder how they got those rights because if I remember correctly, like it's really hard for any company to get that sound to like i mean it's not hard but it's super expensive right and i i wouldn't i i'm gonna have to guess that maybe they just changed it up so they probably wouldn't get caught using it no but i because like i do know you have to spend like loads of money to get that and i don't think capcom would spend all that money just for one stage um i don't know Good question. Because, you know, that's an iconic sound. That's, like, iconic, you know? That's, like, that's definitely trademarked, you know? And I be- I'm i in the belief they just changed it to, to like, China. Maybe it's, like, more of a homage. Maybe they're just trying to be, like, you know, just, like, oh, we're like, remember this? <laughs> or, like, something like that? I don't know. Maybe the same company who did the the production for Third Strike also owned, you know, or like they knew somebody and they got like a deal. Like, you know, this is. Yeah, I mean, yeah, maybe. I'm more in the camp that he just added in there because it was cool, you know, oh, for and sure. then just I change mean. it up. <laughs> and you can't really, I don't think you could like sue, um, maybe you can, but you can't really uh, sue like yeah. a Japanese company for the trademarking. In well, their own th- place, but I mean, they wouldn't release it in the states then. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, they wouldn't release it in the states then. Which they yeah. did, yeah. But well, no. What do you mean the states? Like that's that's English. The James Bond sound. 
That's okay. British. They wouldn't release it in the states or in England. Well, they would probably release it in the states. It wouldn't probably matter, right? I mean, so we, so we'd have to figure out who actually owns the rights to the song yeah. and where they have presence because they might have a Rare global presence. Could use all their sound, like GoldenEye sound, because they were contracted with um, the 007 people to make a tie-in game for GoldenEye, right? Again, that's why I'm more in the camp that they just used it and just didn't let Cap uh, didn't let the the 007 people know cuz they're not going to look at fighting games, you know? They're not even though they're popular in arcades, they're not going to be like let's sue that company for that. We'll look into it and we'll catch up with you guys, but I think they would not try that. <laughs> they they definitely got the rights somehow. Well, there is it's not some like some third party I do, like <laughs> I do want to point out that there is technically copyright material in like the sonic games from michael jackson stuff uh you want to get into that conversation <laughs> i mean that is a thing that is that did happen it turns out that like um it was the guy who wrote um music with michael and um and if um you actually could listen to some of his original music it um it's what became you're 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 talking about ice cap zone if you listen to dude there's also another one that there's more there's more that sounds like thriller or um smooth criminal one of those ones it's um there's another stage it's the one uh carnival night zone and and they used a sample from i forgot what song but it's like it's 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 you know it's like a, it's it's like a hip hop song and, yeah. and they say something, but it's also like the flow of the song if you compare it to the original. It's like okay, they definitely took it from here. Yeah, well that's yeah that that's but, in the case of like the actual person who wrote. But or, the whole Michael thing though, yeah. like he did a couple of things where he didn't get credited at his name just to not to break, um, the like contracts. Legal, oh, contracts and yeah, yeah like legal issues. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Because I forgot what other song he was on that um that he wasn't credited but you could tell it was michael jackson because yeah. it's his fucking voice you know yeah but then the whole thing with the with the sonic thing sega thing like um from what i understood like they were supposed to have a big deal and and he was really into sega and sonic and then the whole child um oh yeah a bunch cases of controversy came, came and around then sega yeah. was kind of like well let's walk over here instead yeah, that's that's probably yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what they did. They probably didn't credit him, obviously, and then just still use the music. They didn't want to take the time to redo it. You know what I mean? If they, I mean, they could delay it and then remake all the music to strictly avoid all legal and press issues. But you know, they didn't choose that route because you know, at the end of the day, these game companies are still companies. You know, if they invest in something, they're not gonna like quickly turn back on it unless it's really bad unless it's like really bad press right yeah it's also like risk management like how much yeah. money do we stand to lose versus how much money do we stand to make yeah 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 no you're right i think you're right there but um we could definitely dedicate a whole episode to that sonic music for sure anyway uh, um, i don't know i mean yeah but i'm I'm not the biggest sonic fan well then it'd just be me talking the whole time yeah i'm fine with that because the only sonic game i remember is sonic 06 only because it was a joke what the hell is sonic 06 you don't know sonic 06 look it up yeah sonic like uh it's the sonic where he like makes out with a real person 
You never played oh, you the mean Sonic that game? came out in 2006. Well, yeah, the name of the game is Sonic the Hedgehog. So no, people, I didn't play this. Yeah, people just call it Sonic 06 because they don't want to, like, incorporate it with the original Sonic. I'm sorry. After Sonic Adventure 2, I stopped playing Sonic games. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, there you go, man. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I'm keeping my good memories with Sonic 2 and yeah, 3. Yeah, good. And good. Yeah, Sonic Adventure. don't even touch this game, then, because this... I remember playing this when it came out. It was a buggy fucking mess. It was the worst gaming experience I played. It was bad. It was frustrating. It was the, it was, and the story is so weird and awkward. All right, let's wrap it up. So today we talked about Street Fighter 3 Third Strike. On a new series that we're calling Stage Music. Stage Music, pending name. Um, Street Fighter 3 Third Strike came out on... Uh, was it uh, the CPS3 originally um, in the arcades? Later ported to every friggin' console. Yeah, Dreamcast, I had it on the Dreamcast. PlayStation 2, Xbox. Very popular game. If you haven't played it, definitely. If you enjoy fighting games, this yeah. Is... If you're a Street Fighter fan, this is one that you can't uh, miss out on. It's... I imagine if you're a Street Fighter fan, you've already played Third Strike. It's technical, but also real smooth. Yeah, it, but for anyone so new smooth. to Street Fighter, like this is the unique niche street fighter game like i played some of the newer ones and third strike will always have that smooth combat in my opinion while the newer ones they're they're smooth and they're good in their own aspect i played a lot of four four is the one i played a lot of and that one kind of went back to a more traditional roots right but nothing will ever encapsulize the energy and the feel that third strike gives off right not only does it like see a, a reek of like personality and and style, but it's such a great technical fighting game within itself, introducing new elements to the Street Fighter community, and the music, again, top tier, underrated music in my opinion. It should be up there along with Halo and the other greats in music. In gaming music. And again, uh, this one guy, um, the one composer, he was more of a jazz influence. And this is what happens when you try to open up your style. You get out of your comfort zone and you try new styles. You, you get really awesome soundtracks. Yes, great music. And I just wanted to leave you guys with <laughs> almost as popular as Third Strike itself. The official evil moment number 37, Daigo versus Justice, Justin Wong. We'll see you guys next week on another minor details. What do you want to talk about next week, Marcus? We'll we'll get there. We'll get there. All <laughs> we'll right. We'll get there when we figure it out. Please, please visit us at AudioGhost.Miami. Uh, check us out in your favorite podcast app, Minor Details Miami. You'll see that little ghost. And that is us. We have awesome episodes talking about Street Fighter cowboy bebop um we've visited a lot of different kind of music castle music town music just trying to find you some good music and video games there's a lot of it and we also talk about different stories and just check us out yes peace <laughs>